A company sent a man 55,000 copies of the same letter. And white liberal women pay a lot of money to learn over dinner how racist they are. And a blind man's vision returns after being hit by a car. These are the weird stories for Thursday. This is Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. We do three weird shows from around the world. I'm glad that you're here with me. Let's get into it. You're listening to Weird AF News with Jonesy. A man from Ohio received 55,000 copies of the same letter. So in today's digital world, it can be nice to receive some good old-fashioned mail. You guys know you like to get a letter. When's the last time you got a letter? And by the way, let me tell you something. Jonesy is someone who likes to write letters. I do. I write letters to my relatives and friends sometimes, mail them around the holidays. It's a thing that I like to do. Uh... Because I think people like to receive an old school letter. I know when I get a letter, I'm thrilled. By the way, if you guys ever want to send me a letter, just email me and I'll give you my address and you can mail me a letter. <laughs> That's a lot of steps to get my <laughs> to mail me a letter. But if you want to, I'd love to get one. Uh, one man in Ohio might not ever want to see a physical letter ever again after 55,000 letters were accidentally sent to him from the same company. His name is Dan Kane of Twinsburg, Ohio. He says he was shocked to, dis- to discover his local post office had so many bins of mail for him. He'd be unable to get them through the front door. He had to go pick them up, apparently. To make the mix-up even more confusing, all 79 bins of this mail that was waiting for him at the post office were hundreds of copies, filled with hundreds of copies of the exact same letter. 79 bins. Where was this letter from? What organization is responsible for this major screw-up and waste of money and resources and stupidity? The letter was from the College Avenue Student Loan Company, which Kane said had meant to send him and his wife one copy of a statement for their daughter's school tuition. (laughs) Yeah, we'll send you a copy. Oh, you want a copy of the statement? On the way, buddy. You think he called many times to get the statement because they wouldn't send it to them, so they got totally... Just frustrated with him. It's like, you want a statement? You're going to get a statement. 55,000 statements. The company apologized to Kane and said the thousands of copies of the statement were a result of a glitch. Yeah, I'm sure. Kane told the media, we were like, are, are you kidding me? Who makes this kind of mistake? Yeah, colleges, buddy. What do you think? Colleges are like these organizations run by like upstanding intelligent individuals they're just like any other organization like cinnabon you know it's just like hey (laughs) administration you know it's filled with people who have no idea what they're doing the u.s postal service spokeswoman nadia dahlia nadia delay i don't know she told the media that the sheer volume of letters kane received is not something we see often oh no shit However, the Postal Service is committed to providing the best customer service so every piece of mail we receive will be delivered to our customers, meaning that it's up to Kane to figure out what to do with all this useless mail. That's a shame. This guy It's on this guy. He's got to take care of these pretty much 80 bins of mail. What's Kane going to do with it? Well, he told the media, I may just start a fire, you know, a bonfire. I may burn it all. <laughs> I would. I'd burn it all. Or I would just use the moment to begin a quest to become the most skilled origami artist in the world. How many paper airplanes can you make with 55,000 letters? What about that experiment? 
It turns out that this repeat statement wasn't the only mistake that College Avenue Student Loan Company made. The statement that was sent thousands of times was also incorrect and included the wrong interest rate. <laughs> Sorry, we'll send you 55,000 more letters with the correction on there. Kane said, you know, I just hope it doesn't happen again, okay? He's now expecting another statement in the mail that includes the correct interest payment. <laughs> I'd be so nervous to get that one. Ah, that's so funny. The College Avenue Student Loan Company did not immediately respond. Well, they can't be pleased. If they used a, for instance, bulk rate discount of between 18 and 20 cents per letter, this would mean they spent $11,000 to mail the 55000 statements to Kane. <laughs> so they're out like eleven grand on this mistake. Oh my goodness, someone's going to lose their job from this, right? <laughs> For sure. Did you know that white liberal women pay a lot of money to learn how racist they are over dinner? The article begins by saying, Freshly made pasta is drying on the wooden banisters lining the hall of a beautiful home in Denver, Colorado. A fire is burning, and downstairs a group of liberal white women have gathered around a long wooden table to admit how racist they are. Here's a quote from Allison. Recently I have been driving around seeing a black person and having an assumption that they are up to no good. Immediately after that I'm like, that's no good. This is a human being just doing their thing. Why do I think that? This is called Race to Dinner. A white woman volunteers to host a dinner in her home for seven other white women, often strangers, perhaps acquaintances. Each dinner costs $2,500, which can be covered by a generous host or divided among the guests. <laughs> $2,500 dinner? What are you eating? Seven people? Goodness. I'm going to pretend I'm racist just to get this meal. It sounds amazing. <laughs> yes, I just... Oh, boy. I am so racist. So racist. Is that filet mignon? Oh, my goodness. Can I get some au jus sauce? Can somebody pass the au jus sauce to this racist white dude right here on the in the corner? <laughs> so a frank discussion at the table is led by co-founders Regina Jackson, who is black, and Sarah Rao, who identifies as Indian American. They started Race to Dinner to challenge liberal white women to accept their racism. Or they started this to fleece several white women of their money. <laughs> in the guise of curing their racism. That could be going on as well. And you know what? I can't blame them. If a black woman and a Native American woman can get together and get six or seven white people to hand over $2,000 for some hamburgers, good for them. <laughs> it's called reparations at the dinner table. Uh, well, these ladies, Rao and Jackson, believe that white liberal women are the most receptive audience because they are open to changing their behavior. They don't bother with the 53% of white women who voted for Trump. White men, they feel, also are similarly a lost cause. Here's a quote from them. White men are never going to change anything. If they were, they would have done it by now. Ah, well, I don't think that's very nice, Jackson. Jackson said that. I think that's very close-minded, as a matter of fact. I don't agree with you at all. And I take offense to that. Uh, look, at I, I can see you don't want to go after the Trump supporters. Got that. But to lump all white men into a racist category, into like a close-minded category, wrong. She says white women, on the other hand, are uniquely placed to challenge racism because of their proximity to power and wealth. If they don't hold these positions themselves, the white men in power are, are often their family, friends, and partners. Uh, it seems unlikely anyone would voluntarily go to a dinner party in which they'd be asked one by one, what was the racist thing you did recently by two women of color? 
before the appetizers are served. But Jackson and Rao have hardly been able to take a break since they started these dinners in the spring of 2019. So far, 15 dinners have been held in big cities across the U.S. Wow, what a scam this is, it seems to me. <laughs> They're getting people to just cough up $2,500 dinners? To talk about racist, their moments of racism? These people could go just go get therapy or something, I mean, or talk to a friend. Wow, unbelievable. I, I mean... Hey, all right, who am I to judge? I mean, if people are getting something out of it, if if progress is being made in the name of racism, then sure, sure, I'm all for it. <laughs> I mean, why not? I just think there's other ways to do this. The women who sign up for these dinners are not who most would see as racist. They are well-read and well-meaning. They are mostly Democrats. Some have adopted black children. Many have partners who are people of color. What? what? How are those people racist? going to come to uh, those people i assume are the least racist they've adopted black children and have partners who are people of color (laughs) oh my goodness the article goes on to just give examples of people who attended the dinner uh, with feelings of uh, guilt over their their uh, admitted racism and whatnot and they got something out of it i guess that's helpful I'm going to tell you right now, though, I don't, you know, these dinners, they sound okay, but I mean, the best thing, the best way to get over racism is like, you're not, you can't read a book, go to a dinner. You have to like live in diversity, really. You got to do what I did, which is move to New York City, someplace like that. I mean, I lived in Queens for three years, the most diverse city, they say, in the entire world. New York City itself, completely diverse. I'm meeting people from all over the place. You have to be among diversity, within diversity, in order to accept, eventually, diversity. Of course, not everybody does. Some people are just totally angered and frightened by it, and being in within, being among diverse groups of people isn't going to help them. But nothing's going to help those people anyways. Those people are a lost cause. If you're open to you know, overcoming this as these people going to the dinner are, you know, then you'd be open living among diverse people to accept them and to learn about them and learn to love them and work with them and have relationships with them, you know, living in a diverse, that's why, you know, we always say, oh, it's the people in middle America. I mean, I don't even get political about it, but it's not, it's not even the people in the middle of America. It's the people who are living with the fewest, uh, the fewest, the least amount of diversity. That's what's going on. All right, and if you are, then you're you're going to be slow to the game of accepting diversity. You understand what I'm saying here? Does this make any sense to anybody? Am I out of my mind here? <laughs> I think these dinners are ridiculous, is what I'm saying. You know, take your money and go to New York City, and you know, or place, or better yet, take your money and fly to Africa or fly to Indonesia. I mean, somewhere completely. People are so different from you, and get to know them, hang out with them. Have experiences with them. This this is my advice. I'm not an expert, but this seems more productive than you know, just going to a dinner with a bunch of other white ladies <laughs> talking about talking about your how you felt racist at the bakery today. <laughs> seems strange. Maybe I'm out of my mind though. Call me and let me know. Six four six four five zero twenty twelve. A blind man's vision returns after being hit by a car. This is such an inspiring story, I had to do it. A Polish man who was blind for more than two decades is reportedly able to see again after being hit by a car at a crosswalk. Januz Garage from the city of Gorzow, Wilkopolski. Wilkopolski. Januz was able to see properly two weeks after this car accident. 
according to the media. Garaf had suffered from an allergic reaction that damaged the retina in his right eye while his other eye only registered shapes and light. That was for two decades he had this condition. Poor guy. Although the traffic accident took place in 2018, Garaj was recently interviewed by the news where he said his sight had been perfect in all the time since being hit by this car. Wow. He says, I fell on the car, hit my head, and then I slipped and fell on the road. He was taken to the Independent Public Provincial Hospital for hip surgery following the accident. At a certain age, such fractures do not heal so quickly, so he had to be hospitalized. At that time, the doctors weren't concerned about his vision because of his other injuries. However, within a fortnight, fortnight, what a strange old school measure of time that was included in this article. Within a fortnight, his injuries had mostly mended with the added bonus of his eyesight miraculously returning. Wow. Now the Polish security guard, who previously only used to see light and shapes in one eye, does not even need his old glasses. I want to know, was he a security guard when he was blind? That can't be right. You can't be a blind security guard. This must be a new position for him. You got to see things. You got to keep your, you know, your eyes open to be a security guard. I wonder what he did before. The doctors, of course, were stunned by this incident, by this miracle. But they can now only speculate as to what caused this recovery as Goraj has declined to take part in further tests. Why won't he take part in tests? This guy's got to give his data to the community. Maybe they can heal other people. Maybe a bunch of other blind people can just line up and get hit by a car and uh, get their vision back. You know, no, I mean, they don't have to be hit by a car, but maybe we can just gently tackle them with an NFL linebacker, you know, hit him with a football player. Boom. Here's a quote from, I believe, a doctor. His eyesight did improve within two weeks. We don't quite know what caused it. Maybe the mix of drugs he was getting during that time? One suggestion is that the large doses of anticoagulants mixed with other medicines could have helped with the patient's unexpected eyesight return. But we're never going to know because this guy won't let them test him. Oh, come on, man. Help out. Got to help out. Incredibly, this man is now able to live an independent life again, and he reportedly left home and got a job as a security guard at the very hospital where his sight came back. Wow, what a great uplifting story. So he wasn't a blind security guard, as I thought he might have been, because I'm stupid. But now he's a, uh, you know, who knows what he was before. Um, But now he's a security guard with some eyesight. Another quote. uh, We don't know if he specifically asked for the job or if it's just a coincidence, but he's working here with us, said the person at the hospital. That's weird. He's working at the hospital that he refuses to cooperate with to <laughs> to find the cure. <laughs> they see him every day. How about today, buddy? How about you let us do some tests? Nope. Okay, fine. We'll ask you tomorrow, man. We see you every day. <laughs> this is wacky. I mean, you know, I'm not... I know I have some uh, blind listeners of the show, and uh, I don't know. I would love to get your take on this. Did you hear about the story, first of all? Um, and what does this say about what causes blindness? Uh, it seems to be a mystery, you know, so many things could trigger this um, this physical condition, I think. Um, we're only beginning to learn what's, what's doing this, what affects our senses. The fact that someone could be smashed by a car and then get one of their senses back leads me to believe we don't know shit. <laughs> you know, my goodness, I'm going to send all my blind and and deaf friends to like a bouncy house, just have them bounce around and fall on their ass and see what happens, see if it cures them, you know? Well, that's just my strange idea. I don't know. Trying to do good in the community, guys. That's all. Yay! Oh, my weirdos. Did you happen to see the video of me trying cod sperm? <laughs> a strange thing to open the outro with. Yeah, I uploaded a video on the Patreon of me trying cod sperm. Yeah, I'm trying weird food here in Singapore. I am. 
Um, why, why the hell not? It's, it's available. It's cheap. And some of it is delicious. Like the sperm was delicious. I couldn't believe it. Check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Also, please rate the podcast, subscribe, give it a like, give it some stars, share it with a friend or an enemy or an ex or a lover, uh, a tender lover, I hope. Um, yeah, <laughs> share the podcast with somebody and uh, help spread the word about Weird AF News. It's a great day to start your day, a great way to start your day, I'd imagine, especially if after you've watched the regular news, which is filled with demonic messages, usually. <laughs> All right, that's an exaggeration, but you know what I mean. It's depressing. So yeah, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Funny Jones, Twitter at Funny Jones, Facebook it's Comedian Jonesy. My email, funnyjones at gmail.com. Please feel free to send me any links to any stories. Uh, For instance, you might come across a a weird Florida story, and that would be very appropriate to send me right now because tomorrow's Florida Fridays where I do all weird stories out of the state of Florida, as most of you know. Uh, lastly, call the show, 646-450-2012. If you have an opinion about anything, you know, about, you know, about uh, white women admitting they're racist over some expensive steak, whatever, you know, call the show. Let me know how you feel about it. Um, whatever the story might be. Um, I'd love to hear from my fellow weirdos. And I appreciate you being here. And we'll see you tomorrow on Florida Friday. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah.